1: The boys are back in town and uh, you and I are back in town, back in the studio, back on a regular schedule. Everyone here looks thrilled. It's 2023, the new year we broke through. We made it. And uh, no longer do we have any despair on Capitol Hill. We have a good solid majority of Republicans running the House. Kevin McCarthy is the speaker. Um, uh, The president is um, off and running on his gaff parade. And uh, all is uh, right with the world. And for those of you who are running a small business, remember, this is David Pridham and Brad Chief, and the boys are back in town.
0: We are. Yeah. And so I guess we would be doing a cover of Bon Jovi's cover.
1: Of Liz, Thin Thin Libby. Libby. Yeah. It's Lizzy. Lizzy. Thin Lizzy. Yes. I knew that. I knew that. And of course, we're back in town, and Brad, we
0: mean business. We do. Yeah. Whenever we're in town, whatever town we're in, we're there to conduct business, and we mean it when we do. Yeah, we're sort of like the
1: entrepreneurial version of the four horsemen, not of the apocalypse, but of the 1980s. You know, Rick Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Ole Anderson. You can learn more about our show on our website. That website, of course, ironically enough, is ipfrequently.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on the Instaface, the Twittersphere, MySpace, at IP underscore, frequently. But of course, we are back. It is a new year. We're back in front of our live studio audience here. And uh, Brad, one of the things I'm proud to say is for 2023, one of our key resolutions is to no longer uh, participate in any social distancing. So once again, you and I are sitting together on a love seat. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I enjoy it. I
1: like it. And as always, one thing we haven't changed is we always like to start with, um, uh, the, the two big news items of the week, uh, that small businesses hunger for that you need to know about. Uh, we want to have you ready for the new week. And, uh, and, and so here it is. And, and, and again, we ask that people get a piece of paper and a Sharpie and start writing down what we say. And then you go to work, uh, really for the new year, you want to launch the new year properly, bring that piece of paper in and read it read it like it's the Declaration of Independence and you're reading it in the town square. Even though you're in a water cooler or the uh, the Xerox machine or the mimeograph, wherever you are, coat locker, coat closet, wherever you are, right? Wherever that you doesn't are. doesn't matter. Faculty lounge, Brad. Um, uh, and, and just read from it. And uh, listen as the people ooh and ah at your clearly superior knowledge of all things global. Mm-hmm. And local. And local. Mm -hmm. So, again, the two big news items of the week. First, Brad, um, we've had our big holiday break. I, of course, uh, was at the happiest place on Earth, Disney World, and then I was in the basement of the uh, Capitol building. I, I thought maybe it would be interesting for people to hear a little bit about your holiday, what you did, how you invested your time. I believe there may have been some sort of a lunar shuttle Uh, portion of that i'm not sure um but uh, maybe we just sort of start with with everyone knows what i did but start with your uh your big holiday
0: yeah well first let me ask you this which did you enjoy more disney world or the basement of the capitol building
1: the basement of the capitol building it was nice it wasn't hot there weren't people shoving you there weren't people in well there were people in weird costumes strangely smiling um so that that's kind of similar um but not as much shoving. So, yeah, I'd, I'd prefer the basement of the Capitol. Nice
0: smell down there, too. Very nice. Yeah. They keep it fresh, the basement of the Capitol. And, uh, you know, you never know what kind of sense you're going to run into at uh, Disney World. Never. No. Yeah. And that's
1: that's the good thing.
0: Yeah. No, I, uh, buddy, my holiday was nice. We, we stayed home. We had all the girls home. So that was for, you know, one holiday or the other. So that was very pleasant. Always good to see uh, the ladies in the house. Uh, did We did a little skiing. Um, a little, there was one trip on a lunar shuttle, uh, which was, you know, interesting. You get some strange scents on the moon as well. A lot of people don't know that uh, there is a, you know, just a wisp of an atmosphere there, which allows you to smell certain things, mostly only inside your own spacesuit, which is problematic for some, maybe not for others, uh, but yeah, all in all, good holiday.
1: Well, that's good. So we made it back and uh um And listen when you go to the moon and back it's tough to top it but we're doing that right here
0: yeah we might go to mars i mean for st patrick's day who knows who knows
1: who knows but if we do brad we won't be taking um an american airlines flight or any other airlines because as you know uh, there are no airlines flying right now the uh, faa grounded all flights for two and a half hours because of a little snafu with their uh, air traffic control system which i think is important to um, some of these domestic flight routes, um, has grounded flights for a number of hours. Four thousand flights canceled, delayed, um, all across the, uh, the the country. So I assume we're not going to be uh, we're not going to be taking one of those uh, uh,
0: domestic airlines to Mars. No, we can't do that. I mean, unfortunately, the air traffic control system was down. I was going to ask you about that because it turns out that that system. Under the uh, strong and firm leadership of Secretary Buttigieg, uh, he uh, it's, it's on a 386, an old uh, Gateway 2000 386 computer in the basement of the Capitol building, and mm-hmm. so he had to, you know, take a a gas powered vehicle to within 100 yards of the Capitol, stop, get his bicycle out, pedal the last hundred yards, run down the stairs into the basement and then uh, reboot that 386. And then we got our, our very fine air traffic control system back up.
1: Yeah. And the good news is they've already launched a um, uh, uh His department is going to conduct a full investigation into this. And I, and I understand he was down there in the basement of the uh, 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 of the Capitol building doing the control alt delete or open apple delete or whatever it is uh the equivalent of the gateway the the open apple is the is the little cow on the key probably doing something like that unplug it plug it back in um finally uh, we we use the song um boys are back in town of course the main meaning of that is that you and i are in the studio this week uh back sitting on the love seat legs touching strangely enough um but also other, other folks are making comebacks. One of them, the great Vince McMahon, of course, last year, Vince McMahon was forced to step down as the CEO and chairman of the WWE mm-hmm. World Wrestling Federation. Yeah. Um, and of course, Vince McMahon, uh, was the, uh, the head, uh, of WWE for years, 30, 40, 50, 75 years. Um, and last week he's the he's the biggest shareholder um of this publicly traded company, but he 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 resigns after it was determined that he paid off dozens of women in um, um who signed NDAs and then he gave money to for a variety of reasons we don't have yeah. to get into. Is he forced so- to give up his shares? He kept his shares the whole time. I'm sure. But anyway, last week he wrote a letter to the board saying that, um I, I guess last month he wrote a letter to the board saying he wanted to come back and pursue the sale of the w w e yeah. presumably to presumably to um, Saudi Arabia, which is the uh, the rumor going on uh, now, but uh, they didn't respond. They, they they didn't want him back. So because he's the largest shareholder, he uh, this week voted himself back in as executive chairman. and <laughs> Good for him. Uh, and then voted a bunch of new people onto the board. All the old people are gone. His daughter, Stephanie McMahon, who was the CEO um, since last year when uh, Vince McMahon stepped down, resigned. And um, it now looks like Vince McMahon is uh, brokering the sale of one of the most treasured assets in the United States, the World Wrestling Federation, to the Saudis. And So first we had LIV Golf, Pebble Beach was sold to the Japanese, Fushbayashi's son, Brad, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, now it looks like the WWE is headed to, uh, is headed to um, Saudi Arabia, to Baghdad. Brad, what do you uh, say to this?
0: Uh, well that's fine with me. I, I don't uh, I don't spend as much time in the professional wrestling venues as you do. you are much more of an expert in this area than I am. but Woo. Woo. yeah I mean they they the, the Saudis are gonna put some money behind this thing and you know maybe it'll get uh, even more wild and crazy than it currently is. I'm not really sure that that's possible <laughs> but I you know I mean if it is the Saudis will figure it out. they got money to burn. I applaud. Mr. McMahon's move. If you're a small business owner, pay attention here. I, th- I mean, I, I guess I, I don't know what you're thinking. If you're the board of the WWE and the largest shareholder says, hey, you know, not for nothing, I'd like to, you know, just take a chair back at the table there. I love all you people. You're welcome to stay, but I'd like to, you know, <laughs> slide on in there. And you say no. And then the guy goes, oh, yeah, I'm the biggest shareholder. You're all fired. But again, I don't know what it takes to be on the board of the WWE. It's probably not a PhD in neuroscience, though, would be my guess.
1: Well, listen, Brad, and and this is not something that's just, um, and I and I don't know. I mean, we have a board that's uh, active and uh, filled with youth and vigor Mm -hmm. at our company, so uh, um, you know, that is what it is. But I did. It's not only the WWE. I got a text this morning from my mother. Um, Ah. good morning, the AC is in, but the elevator is, no, wait, that's not it. Um, Kevin, who's my brother, this is reading this directly, giving you some Mm -hmm. context. Kevin, my Mm -hmm. brother, Mm -hmm. uh, this is a quote now, said Dennis public market is sold to the Indians. What are we going to do? So, uh, you know, there you go, Brad. And, and, uh, you know, my mother is experiencing some of the same stuff that some
0: of the loyal fans of
1: the WWE are uh, experiencing.
0: That's true. I mean, you and I have both been in the Dennis, Public market, um, public market. There, it's it's very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get your various sundry goods.
1: Listen, the one untapped area for some of these Saudis is the world of patents, right? Patents, and if anyone, when you control something like IPedia, right, mm-hmm. um, the ability to discern a good patent from a bad patent, and when you control a lot of other patents, listen, that cuts ice, and 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 everyone's got a price, everyone, Brad, everyone.
0: Well, that's true, but you, you gotta. If you're trying to draw the Saudis in, you got to adjust your analogy because they haven't cut ice in that country ever. Yeah, rake good- sand, perhaps, would be an analogy you could go with that Ipedia will rake sand. Ipedia will refine oil, might even be a better one.
1: Yeah, but the natural complement to a prize like the WWE is to have the ability to figure out a good patent from a bad patent. I'm just saying... And there are so many, there's only one one stop shopping for that. There's only one place you can go. And uh, we'll, leave, we'll leave the lights on for you. Just get in touch with us, Brad Sheaf at Instagram.com or at IP underscore frequently. And uh, in the meantime, Brad. Uh, little uh, Betty White celebrity update. Of course, Betty White is the uh, America's sweetheart that Brad sort of put the old jinx on last year when he congratulated her on making it uh, to 100 and uh, to the new year when she didn't make it out of 2021. God rest her soul. Um, of course, similar things happened with Pope Benedict and uh, who I believe Brad. Um, I believe uh, back when I was an altar boy at St. Pius the V, I believe Pope Benedict said a couple of guest masses there. He was Ratzinger at the time, mm. um, but I believe he said a couple of guest uh, 7 a.m. Masses at the uh, the old St. Pius the V uh, and Barbara Walters passed away. But, uh, but what he do you
0: like better? Pope Benedict or Eggs Benedict?
1: Oh, Eggs Benedict. No question about it. No. And they make this it's egg. Days. Yeah, they make this egg sardou deal at the Commander's Palace in New Orleans where they have the uh little uh little pieces of garlic toast, you get your uh, ham on it, the, the tasso ham, you mm-hmm. get the poached egg and then you get uh, you know a little bit of this spicy uh um uh hollandaise, uh, spicy hollandaise, but the, mm-hmm. the tasso ham is a shredded ham. It's not like, you know, a piece of like, Canadian bacon. So yeah. you get this great shredded Pork deal with the, the egg, and then the, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. Highly recommend it. Yeah, good. All right. So we, we try to give like celebrity updates every once in a while and up and comers, people who are trying to overcome little obstacles in their way. Um, in honor of Betty White um, and all that the pain that you caused her. Uh, and, uh, of course her house is still knocked down. That's a Betty white update, but, uh, this year, Brad, uh, 2023, the year of the, uh, the, comeback, a lot of people are coming back, um, and, uh, bigger and uh, better than ever. We talked already about Vince McMahon next Brad, I give you the, uh, former, former America's dad, uh, Bill Cosby, who has now announced plans to tour again in uh, 2023. Of course, Bill Cosby was, uh, Convicted uh, back uh, a few years ago um, in in the uh, drugging and uh, sexual assault of a number of women. He was uh, released on a technicality. And he has now come out and he has said. uh, uh, you know, now that I've come out and there's a quote now that I come out of this, I feel that I'll be able to perform and be the Bill Cosby that my audience knows me to be, which I don't know is a good thing because most of us now know him as a sexual predator. But uh, he is uh, now making a comeback, Brad. He is announcing venues and he is taking his comedy show on the uh, on the road. And I guess the question is, what do you think about this? Are you excited uh, for the return of America's dad, Bill Cosby, Cliff? Cliff Huxtable?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I will be more excited if there was, you know, even rumor, perhaps just a wisp of innuendo, that he was going to be touring with John Hinckley, because that would make, you know, quite a duo there. First, you get a little musical introduction from the man who shot former President Reagan. And then, you know, out comes the sexual predator for a couple of yucks. I mean, mm-hmm. what could possibly be a better evening? You bring your girl, you bring your kids, Yeah. you sit down and you say, first, we're going to see a lunatic who tried to assassinate a president, play his guitar. And then we're going to see a gentleman who, you know, saw fit to drug women and then, you know, have his way with them. Who's going to entertain us with some comedy. I mean, that is an evening that you and your whole family can enjoy. Three generations of chiefs will be there.
1: I would like to talk to you. Remember that Eddie Murphy when he did the whole hilarious. Yeah. Have have a Coke and a smile and shut the F up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Now that, that Eddie Murphy raw, that video, but never gets old, never gets yeah. old. It's
1: good. Uh, good times. Anyway, we wish uh, Bill Cosby the best of luck. I cannot be there, uh, but the chiefs will be there in the front row. And that's mm-hmm. a, uh, that's a good thing for the big Breckenridge uh, I'm sure that'll be uh, uh, widely uh, widely attended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we shall see uh, next Brad, a big update, of course, over the Christmas uh, holiday season. Winter solstice and all. We had the big uh, Christmas asteroid that's the 460-foot Christmas asteroid that uh, was on a collision course with, um, I believe, the Himalayas or some, some hill, maybe the Berkshire or something like that, uh, some mountain range. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as an update uh, to that uh, story, Brad, that asteroid missed. It missed Earth. It did? Huh. Yeah.
0: That's probably for the best.
1: Probably for the best. So that is, again, we'll keep you apprised. Now, I believe it's uh, heading uh, directly towards um, kind of Krypton. But anyway, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. We have a lot of people out there that just watch the skies and uh, we'll uh, keep an eye on that. Um, next, Brad, some international news, because we've sort of neglected this over the years and people are hungering for it. Um, we understand that, you know, one of the things we like to do is keep tabs on where all the people are in the world, right, where they are, where where are they? I mean, obviously, uh, on the night of February 18th, they will be in Breckenridge at the uh, local VFW hall at the Bill Cosby show. Um, But where are the people in the world, one of the largest cu- countries in the world? And uh, the UN has announced that on April 14th, April 14th, 2023, okay. India, India will overtake China. Um, as they, with the largest population in the globe largest population in the globe India on April 14th will overtake China next Brad uh, the Biden watch continues and listen we are now in a new a new year he is uh, he is barreling towards re-election um and you know, this week wasn't that bad for him. I mean, of course, he had the big um, press conference this past week where afterwards he went around shaking people's hands. And there was a, he was introduced to a member of the Salvation Army and he confused him as a member of the Secret Service.
0: It um, happens all the time.
1: It happens all the time. And that's mm-hmm. listen, listen, that's fine. That's fine. And then, of course, later on in the week, he said, uh, um, that uh, th- th- this is all about chickens coming home to roost as far as I'm concerned. But if you remember back when he was interviewed on 60 Minutes After the Election, they asked him about all the Trump um, documents at Mar-a-Lago. And he said, this is outrageous. We need to get to the bottom of it. This shouldn't happen. It's it, it's it's the arrogance of power, all this stuff. Uh, come to find out that there are a number of classified documents that were in the DC think tank office of Joe Biden, which... <laughs> Leads to a lot of questions, not necessarily about the documents, but more about
0: the fact that he had a think tank. Yeah, it's it's sort of ironic and maybe oxymoronic. But buddy, you and I were way out in front of this show the, 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 our our loyal listeners will recall that back when this Trump thing was an issue, we said, listen, you could do that to any president. They take millions of pages of documents with them because each and every person who has been elected president thinks that everyone on the planet is focused on them and that their life history is terribly interesting and that people are going to want to know what they were thinking and doing during every minute of their administration. Of course, that is true for about 1% of the presidents of the United States, which I guess at this point makes for less than one, right? Because we haven't had 100 yet. Uh, And they take all these documents because they're, you know, arrogant enough to do it. And there's classified documents in, in all of those collections, all of them. So if if someone wanted to do it and this GOP Congress certainly might, you could go knocking on old Obama's door as well. And I guarantee you, you'd find classified documents in his collection. So, you know, I mean, it just it it should come as no surprise. It doesn't come as a surprise. And it shouldn't have come as a surprise to Joe Biden, who should have kept his trap shut about Trump having documents, because, as you pointed out, those chickens were already marching towards their roost in the Penn Biden, quote unquote, think tank. And uh, now they're there. And so what's he going to do? What's a guy to do?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's good. It, it's, it's, and so now we have this whole Trump thing going on. And again, I'm not, neither one of us are defending Trump at all. But you've got a special prosecutor that has been assigned to look into the Trump documents because Merrick Garland, the attorney general who works and reports directly to biden president biden um uh deemed it necessary to have this special counsel so they have the special prosecutor for the the trump deal um and he's assigned this matter to a u.s attorney who reports directly to him or so it seems like to be consistent you need a special counsel here in my view you don't need it for either of these cases i think you're exactly right you have um presidents and vice presidents who leave office and take certain files with them for their presidential library or their (laughs) think tanks. And um, I I just picture him like getting out of the Obama White House, just sitting um, around and, you know, deep in thought, which I think is hysterical, no pun intended. Um, But uh, so uh, there should be some leeway here to do the right thing and to say that, uh, you know, we'll get the documents back. That's fine. It happens. But we don't need to make a royal case and spend tens of millions of dollars on this. But now you're doing that with Trump. Right. So you sort of have to do the same thing with um, with Biden. And oh, by the way, the House Republicans have now opened up an investigation on this, too. And that's going to probably lead to impeachment of Biden uh, at some point. So uh, it's just a snowball that's crazy and it's advancing like you wouldn't believe. And you need some reasonable people uh, in government. And again, we don't have them, we know we don't have them. Um, And it's a total circus and this is what you get. This is what you get when you go out on a limb and you start appointing special prosecutors and all that stuff and I think that's the problem here. And until you get adults in, in, in office, it's going to be just more of a circus each and every day.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's exactly what's going to happen. right? I mean, you, you create, and again, you and I, buddy, we were, we were well out ahead of this, this rolling stone of you set certain standards, right? So you come in off office, you hold all three, uh, you know, sort of offices necessary to kind of manage the government. You got the White House, you got the Senate, you got the Congress, the Democrats roll in. And then they just set these this crazy standard of investigation, right? This incredibly low bar for, uh, you know, assigning special counsels and investigating this and investigating that. You have the January 6th hearings and all of these things. And I guess none of them had the foresight to say, hey, man, there might come a day when like, you know, the shoes on the other foot. And, you know, we're creating this low bar for investigation that might come back to haunt us. And, you know, maybe Biden's got some classified documents in a closet somewhere. Maybe we shouldn't be making such a big deal. of this. But none of them, none of them had the foresight for that. So, of course, you know, the the Republicans at this point hold by the narrowest of margins solely the House. But they're going to make as, as much of that as they possibly can. They can't reasonably legislate because they don't hold the Senate and they, and they don't hold the White House. And so any bill they pass to include this one, which I certainly applaud of not giving billions more to the IRS and hiring tens of thousands of more agents, um, it's not going to get through the Senate. The, White, you know, the president's not going to sign it. I mean, so all of this is just much to do about nothing, but they're going to do the same thing with investigations that the Democrats did. And the Democrats have no one to blame, but themselves. They set the standard. They set the criteria for what should be investigated. And now, the rest of us who would love to just have some decent laws passed and get the country back on track, no hope, right? It's no just home. going to be investigations.
1: Yeah. And listen, that could be fun uh, Fun watching
0: and, uh, you know, well, it'll be entertaining for sure while, you know, sort of Nero fiddling while Rome <laughs> burns, if you will. Yeah, that's it. That's
1: it. Finally, Brad, an uh, update on the royal family. Of course, you and I have both read Princess Harry's new book, Spare. Um, and I, you know, we, we talked about this at length, why it was called spare. And now it turns out that, uh, Prince Charles, when the second baby was born, Harry, right? Princess Harry, Prince Harry. He, uh, he said, listen, he said, uh, I've got the heir, which is the first one, the tall bald kid. Mm-hmm. And then I've got the spare, which is the, the redhead who's the Mexit guy. Mm-hmm. And so they, they called it spare and he seems to have a big chip in his shoulder. He's like gone scorched earth against his, uh, family. Uh, of course he waited. You notice he waited for Prince Philip to die that uh, wonderful man. I mean, because let me tell you something, if Prince Philip were around, even if he was 97 years old and he read any of this stuff, he would have kicked Prince Harry's Heine, I believe. Yeah. Beat him with a stick. Yeah. Shillelagh Uh, perhaps mm -hmm. in honor of his. uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, so you read this, you read this, this book. I I have obviously haven't read it, but I've seen some of the, uh, interviews. He said he was on 60 Minutes the other night. And it's like literally this guy who's never had a job before, ever, never, um, uh, just going on and on about how he's mistreated by the royal family and, and the people of Britain and the, all this stuff in the magazine. And then the only thing he has done in that Afghanistan war, um, he, he's bragging about killing all these um, uh, all, all the Taliban or the Valley was killing Al Qaeda or whatever, and um, and so he's bragging about that, and that that caused an uproar, and uh, and and he's going on doing shots with Stephen Colbert and making fun of the royal family and all this stuff. And listen, you and I are front and center for making fun of the royal family. We think it's an antiquated institution that we obviously would never, you know, take part in. And in America, of course, we have our own royal families, the Kennedys, Brad, the Kardashians, the McMahons, Vince McMahon. But it, it seems to me that we all have better things to do than listen to this twit go on and on about how he was mistreated in this royal family, which doesn't even
0: serve any purpose anymore. I, don't, I might get my, my, my question would be, and who cares? I, I, the The ability of certain people to generate interest in things that are not interesting is amazing right and if you as an aside if you were wondering hey is 60 minutes any good or is it sliding right into the crapper "Ah, that's in the crapper right i mean they actually spent time interviewing this ginger who as you pointed out has never had a job whines to everyone about how he's been mistreated and continues to be mistreated and gets a crowd together to whine about how no one will leave him alone then he writes a book and Then he hops in his chauffeured car and goes back to his multi million dollar mansion, all the while complaining that life just isn't fair for the spare. Did you see what I did there?
1: Mm-hmm. I do, I do, okay. right. I do. Uh, and Brad, we're going to now go elsewhere. We are uh wrapping things uh, up slowly, we've got one more segment to go but we've learned a lot this week we're back in the studio we're getting our our uh, bearings if you will and uh looking forward to a big uh, a big year Brad this is the 10th year that you and I have uh, been in our current business together and uh, big, uh, big year coming up. There are going to be festivities, probably um, in honor of our uh, uh, this, this big anniversary, a balloon drop at some point. And I believe you and I are participating in an escape room. We're going to, we're going to bring back some of the all-stars from our company over the
0: years who have left for uh, not greener pastures. Correct. Yeah. They've left for some reason for browner pastures, but we're going to invite them back into the escape room, which, of course, unbeknownst to them, has no actual escape. And then you and I will go and have a cocktail like Gentleman.
1: Next, Brad, Kevin McCarthy, of course, has become speaker. I was there for the whole um, length of the votes and uh, he made it. And now as his first act, he um, led the House to vote down the funding for that uh, the big IRS hiring wave that's coming probably won't pass the Senate, but, you know, who knows? I could do stuff with appropriations bills, who knows? But now he has pivoted, Brad, and he is starting his um, speaker role as um, in uh, sort of an investigatory body, a check on the executive branch, checks and balances, Brad, checks mm-hmm. and balances. Mm-hmm. Um, he is going to be investigating the out-of-control government, uh, the FBI, the Department of Justice, Fauci, covid china and afghanistan withdrawal so all of these uh uh different investigations are going to be uh taken up by the house in the coming weeks and listen is it going to be um
0: fruitful probably not but is it going to be
1: entertaining
0: yes oh most certainly how would you like to be the guy tasked with investigating china well,
1: that's a. I mean, probably one of the first things you're going to look into is that whole Indian thing, and whether or not India is going to be more populous than China as of April fifteenth.
0: Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Well, I mean, you're going to yeah, listen. My hey, advice, having formally been hey, investigated, you? hey, you? if you're going to investigate all of China, bring more than one notebook, mm. right? And maybe and maybe a refill for your ballpoint pen, because investigating China is going to take some time and diligent note taking. Uh, the rest of it, I'm sure, will be easy. Investigating Fauci, any child could do that.
1: Yeah, but I mean, when you investigate China also, that Columbo crap is not going to
0: fly. Well, no, they don't speak English. I mean, what you need is the Chinese version of Colombo. Yeah. Did
1: I ever tell you, speaking of Colombo, that my my my, my dear um, uh, friend Carl Kilmer once uh, was a conductor on the Orient
0: Express? I believe he did mention that. Mm-hmm. I believe he did, yeah.
1: He also took the lower Silk Road at one point when he should have taken the upper one.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, literally everyone knows to avoid the lower Silk Road. It's kind of like going through the large intestine of the planet, mm-hmm. and uh, you would think you would have done that somewhat naturally. But you know, Carl's a uh, he's a free spirit. At one loves, point, I loves his kettle corn. I understand
1: he does love his kettle corn. He loves white wine. At one point, I Brad was uh, last on the last train to Clarksville. How did well, I left them at the station. Oh well, uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Next, Brad uh, Ron DeSantis, fresh into his second term as the most popular governor in these United States, has uh, vowed now to ban ban Chinese investors from buying property in uh, in China. He has deemed China a hostile nation. He has embraced the fact that the Indians are going to be more populous than he is uh, than, than China is as of April 15th. And he is going to be uh, instituting a statewide ban on Chinese people from buying Florida real estate thoughts, so Florida
0: real estate. Well yeah, well, yeah, fine. Good for him. The mm-hmm. governor of South Dakota, uh, one, Christy Nomi, Nomi Noemi, No. 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 Noemi, uh, i believe she is uh doing a similar thing and probably should have been done by governors years ago right? i mean the chinese own the vast majority of this country near as i can tell and that's probably a bad thing although they'll cease to be important once they are no longer the most populous nation on earth I mean, once india slides by them there not on the 13th my friend not on the 15th and by the 16th there'll be you know thousands of people ahead uh, then we just don't have to care about china I mean, the well, only you know, you thing know that they were known for was the number of people they had. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. Um, and the egg rolls. I mean, the egg rolls are good. Oh, I
0: like I like a spring roll. An egg roll is good. I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna look a gift egg roll in the mouth, as they say. No. But my preference would be for a spring roll. Oh, very tasty.
1: I'm not going to lie to you, Brad. When, one day soon, I hope to be at that. Uh, remember that uh, nice place we go to over in the uh, in the in the in the Far East, where we sit there and we get those nice dumplings and then the Kobe beef and then the dumplings. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm Understood. looking forward to you and I being there again. Maybe squats mm-hmm. in the morning with. Remember that guy who was always there with no shoes on, just sort of doing those weird stretches that we couldn't figure
0: well, out. He'd be sitting cross-legged on the floor in front of the door to the gym, which opens at you know five a.m central Tokyo time and every morning you and I would get there a few minutes early because we've been up for hours anyway and that cat would be sitting cross-legged in front of the door every morning before we got there so I mean maybe spends all night there eyes closed you know just contemplating the fact that the gym is closed locked dark inoperative and he is sitting on a floor that you know may have been mopped may not have been I don't really know but that's his deal naked and while yeah well i wasn't going to mention that because it's disturbing not only for our audience but for you and i to recollect but i am hopeful that we are never by the dumplings excellent the kobe beef worth the trip i i the, the rest of the stuff though buddy can be done by zoom
1: uh next brad um pentagon the pentagon officially dropped the uh uh vaccine, COVID vaccine mandate for the uh, U.S. military. That's good news. This is, of course, after 6,000 troops were discharged for refusing yeah. to take the shot. But uh, interesting,
0: interesting <laughs> turn of yeah. events there. Some of them highly experienced leaders of the force tasked with defending freedom and democracy worldwide. We got rid of them because you know they didn't want to get a vaccine they frankly didn't need. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, now the Pentagon has looked around Ironically, shortly after the president looked around and went, really, I I, I have classified documents as well. Hi, huh, I look like a horse's ass. The Pentagon said, wait a minute, we want to look like a horse's ass, too. And so we will, without any explanation or fanfare of any type, just lift the vaccine mandate, not, not take a moment to explain why it had been important before, but was now just say, eh. You know what? It was uh, you know it's kind of a random act on our part to begin with, and so we'll be equally as random, and we'll just lift it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, that's. Uh, listen, that's. Uh, uh, it's nice that they can learn from their mistakes. It's sort of like a you know a, a, a knowledge engine type deal, right? Where mm-hmm. they realize it was a total clusterfuck, and and now they're um, uh, they're reversing course after they get rid of all those fine uh, people in the military.
0: Yeah, makes. Perfect sense to someone somewhere, mm-hmm. I think.
1: Yeah. Anyway, uh, next fred Quickly, RIP report. Uh, first, remember the show It Is Enough? Dick Van I Pat. Do. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Adam Rich, who played Nicholas on eight Is Enough, died uh from an overdose this past week. That's not good. The little yeah, the, the no. little kid, the little yeah. boy with the bald yeah. haircut.
0: Yeah, not a little boy anymore, though. Well, of course, now unfortunately, he's uh He's broken through to the great beyond, but uh, yeah, that is unfortunate. Yeah, and, and there's going to be no remake of that show, obviously. Well, you, is Dick Van Patten still alive? I can't be. He literally cannot be. Uh, well, I mean, maybe vampires. I like you and I don't know a couple of vampires. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know about that, but
1: uh, I certainly don't think I mean, he was one of the great guests on the. Uh, yeah. Love boat, um, but who knows? So he could be, maybe, maybe not. But uh, Nicholas died. And then Diamond from Diamond and Silk, one of those two African-American women who uh, supported Trump uh, during the um, uh, run-up to the 2016 election, 2020 election, uh, she passed away as well. Not from an overdose. I believe that was natural causes. Yeah. And actually, Brett, we're on episode 170 now, a little bit of a milestone for us. But if you go back to episode 48, that's where we discuss the death of Dick Van Patten.
0: Ah, very good. I'm glad we did that.
1: Uh, Anyway, uh, next, Brad, uh, the woke report, uh, as we uh, always try to look at things that are sort of trending in this country, trending uh, in a positive or negative way or trending uh, in general. Uh, This week, the good folks at USC, the USC uh, Southern California Trojans have uh, now sort of ratcheted back some of the offensive hate speech on campus, and they have banned The uh, you know you know sometimes you you take a look at an overall um, uh, work of a person you talk of the field of work that a person is in uh, they have banned the use of the word field um, because it's racist it's offensive it has uh, connotations for descendants of slavery and immigrant workers who had to work in the field and uh, it uh, has replaced it with practicum it seems like people are um, making. Uh, sort of good choices in the words that they uh, utilize another interesting uh, announcement that came over the, uh, over the holidays, North Carolina state fired announcer, Gary Hahn, who during a game uh, where uh, the um, I I guess the North Carolina, the football team was down playing in El Paso and they were talking about a trip that the students took to the border. And, uh, and, and during the uh, game, uh Gary Hahn, the announcer, referenced the fact that there were a number of illegal aliens crossing the river right near the uh, uh, border point where they visited. Uh, and uh, he was fired for saying illegal aliens. So, um, you
0: know, again. Because uh, obviously that's factually incorrect, given that they're illegally in the country and aliens to the country. Mm-hmm. One should be fired for calling them illegal aliens. Makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Correct. So there you go. So
1: we, we've we've sort of and for those who you taking notes, just remember, um, don't use the phrase "field" in any context. Even if you're talking about the the quarterback of the Bears, Justin Fields, you can't use it. Use practicum. No, it's Justin practicum.
0: Yeah, and he plays on a practicum, a football practicum. Yeah, from which, given that it is in the Midwest, you can see many waving practicums of grain, and so you know, just get used to. The use of that word, because, again, it makes perfect sense. Well,
1: and, you know, interestingly enough, but Gary, Gary uh, Hahn was just uh, hired as the announcer of the Bears. If it was fired by NC State. And I could see his tagline, like practicum on practicum crime.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. No, Look at it. that run. Practicum on practicum crime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you Gary
1: go. Hunt. Finally, Brad Barter Bandits back. This week, Brad, I give you the Biden administration. They're looking out for what's best for you and I. And uh, they are uh, working on a ban of gas stoves over the fact that they could potentially cause breathing and health problems. And so um, the U.S. Product Safety Commission is considering a ban on all gas stoves, which I assume would have mean they would come in and take the gas stoves, including the fancy one that I have in my house here, and just take it away and scrap it. And uh, you get like an electric hot plate or something, or maybe just a wood burning stove. Mm-hmm. Although I guess those, are, those would be banned as well, potentially. Um, but uh, they believe that there's a hidden hazard here and uh, the uh, agency could also elect to just set standards on emissions for gas stoves. Uh, and so it seems like a man has been cooking on gas for quite a while, but the uh, Biden administration, Brad, is uh, about to say no, no to that. And it could be banned or barred. So the question is, well, do you, do you cook on gas up there in the Berkshires? Well, as you know, buddy, I don't cook
0: at all. Right. I mean that, uh, between the two of us, you are certainly the more gifted in the, uh, in the culinary arts. I do not cook. However, uh, in, in probably broader response to your question, my beautiful sculptured wife, does cook on gas, and enjoys it as far as I know, and uh, you know. So we'll be looking for the gas stove seizing truck to come down the street here eventually. And I, for one, am am pleased that the government is once again looking out for me. I am certainly not capable enough uh, to make these kinds of decisions on my own, as you pointed out. We've been cooking over gas for as long as we've known there is gas, and who knew that mankind would have been immortal all of these years if we had stopped this foolhardy practice of cooking over a gas flame, that that was what was leading through one avenue or another to all of our deaths. But luckily, the US government in its infinite wisdom is stepping in here and is going to remove from our kitchens, our gas stoves, replace them, with two sticks that we can rub together or perhaps a candle over which we will be able to cook. I note they also point out that you know this will help eliminate the use of fossil fuels. Once again, completely disregarding the fact that the electricity necessary for the electric ranges they're advocating will be generated through the combustion of some form of fossil fuel. Thank God the government is coming to take these very dangerous, very poisonous gas ranges away from we simpletons.
1: There it is. I I couldn't agree more with uh, 50, 60% of that. Um, But I do believe if they are going to come and take these machines out of our homes, the the gas ranges, just give us like a two-hour window right? where you can do it. Don't give us a 12-hour deal like the cable guy. That's just not going to cut it.
0: Yeah, that sucks. You're exactly right. That's an excellent point.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to say barred, but I'm also going to say with an asterisk that if you're going to come
0: get it, just do it at a decent hour. Or put a little bell in the thing like the ice cream man, right? Because then, you know, it's coming down the street. The the gas range seizing wagon is coming down the street and you can run out in gleeful joy and wave them down and invite them into your home to take this very large kitchen appliance out, leaving a gaping hole into which you can put your two sticks or candle, whatever the case may be.
1: Mm-hmm. Good old uncle Joe never gets old. And, and again, he's still talking to that poor bastard from the Salvation Army thinking he's somehow in the secret You're service trying to
0: bring the car around. Well, buddy, there you have it. I mean, that, I think we covered a lot of ground this week. I think folks in our studio audience have been raising signs, you know, saying four more years. I don't know what that means. We don't really run for the office of podcaster in this case, but I appreciate the encouragement rest assured we will be back here again next week at exactly the same time, in exactly the same place, in exactly the same seats, on exactly the same love seat that we're currently in, right here on IP Frequently. This has been IP Frequently, once again clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth. You're welcome.